Here we are, Can We Keep It Real Podcast. What's going on, everybody? This is a late one, man. Tonight, 10 17 p.m. in Thursday night, tomorrow's Friday, man. Everyone, please stay have a good weekend. If you get a chance to get out to the Fed Hill Memorial Day cookout, May 29th, go to their Instagram page and you can register to win a level ride to and from cookout May 29th. Everybody is invited to see a party rock. Let me see. And again, that's the Fed Hill Memorial Day cookout. It is basically, it started 16 years ago. It's a day to come together to remember our fallen brothers and sisters. My man, how you doing, bro? Uh, you know, slow motion better than no motion, as I say. Already, bro. I mean, just doing my thing, you know, getting ready for football now that we have this this alignment taken care of. But um, before we get to that, you taking off going to D.C., huh, with Breakthrough? Yeah, man, going to D.C. tomorrow with the 14U. Um, we got a really good group, a lot of young kids, um, a majority of our team. 13 our 13 year olds we got a few 14 year olds sprinkled in there but we got a, a really good young group um who's getting better every week so i look forward to this tournament and i'll have i'll probably have the same group of guys next year minus a few like uh just a few guys so our team's looking pretty good um this year and we still got like four tournaments after this last pylon tournament so yeah man i'm excited for the weekend and excited to seeing um the other teams play 15u um, and, um, our seniors and our 18U squad, you know, I got a few guys on the 18U and the senior squad. So, um, I'm looking forward to seeing them play. You guys definitely been traveling around. Shout out breakthrough on definitely check them out. They're going to have the passing league coming up pretty soon. That's going to be exciting. And, uh, I talked to coach Dunbar earlier tonight and we were highlighting some of the kids that, um, that he has on breakthrough, some of the best players in the state right now. And he said, Marcus Buchanan makes his debut. Yeah, man, that's going to be tough, man. We were all looking forward to that. Um, you know, he's dynamic in every aspect. And then especially when it comes to seven on seven, you know, he, uh, he, you know, him jumping out the gym and, you know, short field 40 yards is going to be really tough to guard Keith. So, you know, the, uh, the squad stand got, got a lot better. Um, um, my kid, he's joining them this week too, Judah Varflay. Um, so I, I think I'm really looking forward to seeing that seniors team play, man. They're going to be fast, ready. And I know Stan's going to come back with a vengeance this week. That's what's up. You know what? Central Knights, man. Um, your boys are like in tune. I seen your boy get, he was, um, the track and field award this, this weekend. All American. That's right. All American, man. What's up with that? Yeah, man. My boy Reem, man. I'm proud of him. Um, he's a kid who I have for four years, and he just trusted the process from day one. I don't want to say never complained, but always did the work. You know what I'm saying? Great kid, high character kid, great grades, comes from a great family. Um, so, man, he just worked hard, got it done, um, had a great coach. Uh, shout out to Paulie Rayo. Um, he coached him. 
um, through this indoor season and um, outdoor last year. So, yeah, man, he was equipped um, to do all the right things. He's going to AIC next um, year, um, full scholarship. Nice, nice. Shout out to him and, and all the kids you have on Central. Well, let's get down to it, right? The alignment, I've been vocal about it, you know what I mean? And, you know, stop to hear Mike Washington a lot lately going on. Um, You want to get into that? Right, man. I think, you know, that's it's really frustrating, you know, when you do hear your name and something that I don't even understand how could I even control three other whole divisions when I just made a one decision, you know, to move into the power four. Um, I think one of the issues you go into when you talk about realignment is that you have division four teams voting on things that happened in division one. You have division three teams voting on things that happened in division one. And, you know, it goes same vice versa for one voting in voting for stuff that's going to happen in four. It doesn't make any sense. Um, you know, so I think, me opting to play in the power four um, was the best thing for my program, for my kids, period. You know, this is my first, well, this is going to be my first full year um, coaching. Um, you know, we had a really competitive game with Hendrickson last year. Um, we lost to North Kingston in the Division One Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? So if there's an option to um, have a division with those teams and we haven't played LaSalle yet, why wouldn't I want to play there? You know what I'm saying? This is my first year coaching. You you got to think about it. This is my first year coaching. You have a number of coaches, you know, um, five and down, who's been coaching for years and, you know, who's been playing against Hendrick and LaSalle for the last five, six, seven years, you know, and it's gotten to a point where people are just, you know, complaining. And everybody is under the impression that, you know, okay, we're going to be good for two years and then boom, we're going to fall flat. And then eventually Hendrickson and LaSalle, they're going to overtake. Like, I think one of the biggest problems is coaches don't trust in their ability. Coaches don't want to put in the work. I honestly don't see a situation where we're not in a power four scenario, whether we have seniors, juniors, sophomores, whether our JV's bad, whether whatever, I don't care. 30 people can graduate. You understand what I'm saying? I'm going to make sure that we're working out, we're following the program, and we're ready for the next year. Like, it's um, – I think the difference between me and a lot of coaches is I just came from college football. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I like my first year out of playing college football, six years in college, <clears throat> I come out and, you know, I start the program at Central you know, as an assistant, you know, with the strength and conditioning and the team lifts and the meetings and all this other stuff. So like the way we operate right now is how I operated in college. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I literally just replicated it. So, and in college, it's next year, next year, you're looking at next year, you're developing your players in the, the winter, in the spring, in the summer to compete in the fall. You know what I'm saying? So I think there's just too much complacency um, within the coaches and everybody's just finding excuses now at this point to not play or to not play up in division one. I don't understand why everybody's telling me that I should have opted out. You should have opted up. You know, if you really feel like you're division one school, 
why don't you opt up into Division One? I? I think it's pretty simple. But again, everybody keeps bringing up LaSalle and Hendrickson. Well, don't complain about it then. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to play them. I want to play them. If that's the case, don't get mad now because, you know, so it's just, again, frustrating that, you know, coaches in the league, you know, they feel they feel the need to to mention that, you know, I somehow uh, 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 could have prevented this thing. How could I possibly prevent um, classical from going to Division Three? You know what I'm saying? They could have simply just split Division One up again, like was like like we talked about in the coaches meeting. And this is another problem. I'm sorry if I'm ran right now, but oh no, please go because we all want to know because and I think it's only fair that that we all know because a lot of people are, are puzzled. The power four, the so the power four, right, is not what we have now, correct? Correct. It's not what we have now. The the, the four teams is a division one. And in the meeting, again, I was vocal about it. And again, people are not realizing that this is my first year as a head coach. This is my first year going through a realignment. This is my first year going through everything. So how the hell am I supposed to know anything? How the hell am I supposed to control anything? You know what I'm saying? I'm really just doing what's best for my program. Um, so we're talking in our coaches meeting, and I think it was pretty clear between every single Division One school that there ought to be two championships, okay? I'm not that naive to believe that two championships isn't fair. Granted, I want to play LaSalle and Hendrickson. Okay, but I also know, obviously, that they have advantages that all of us public schools don't have. So, you know, it's only right to create two championships. And I thought that was a consensus in the meeting. At least, um, at least that that's what I was under the impression of. You know, I heard a lot of Division One coaches agreeing with me um, in that meeting about again Division One worrying about Division One and everybody kind of just worrying about their division. And I thought that it was clear that there needs to be two championships. So the fact that it comes out that there's only one division one and one championship and, you know, they're trying to say people agreed on it. Who who in division two, the new division two agreed to no division one and just one championship like that doesn't even that doesn't even sound right. So um, like you've been saying, this realignment benefits a few people on the board mainly and i think that's the end of it you know what i'm saying because it makes oh, no I, sense that we have uh 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 one division one a huge division two or huge division three when they could easily went back to the old formula with two championships and a power four you know what i'm saying a division one a power four and then two three and four and then even it out but now it's all messed up because of what you know, I, I don't see too many teams benefiting from this. You know what I'm saying? In hindsight, we don't benefit from this. You know what I'm saying? I'm pushing my kids. I'm challenging my kids. You know what I'm saying? To take this challenge. But how many teams are, are really benefiting from this? You know what I'm saying? So say what you want. Call Mike Washington, whatever. But you know what I'm saying? I know I know what I wanted for my program. And that's to play the best. That's to compete with the best. And you know that's the to to stay on that level. And you know what I'm saying. This is this is this is what I'm coaching for. This is what I'm competing for. You know what I'm saying. I was a player, um, high school, college, high level player through and through. So nobody should expect anything else other than 
other other than that from the Central Knights, man, like through and through. So yeah, man, that's that's really, really, really what's going on, Mikey, right now, man. And it's just it's ridiculous. I think Rhode Island. I think we all need to get better as coaches. I think we all need to get better as a state and stop complaining. Um, it's only 11 kids at the end of the day. It doesn't matter if you feel 20 kids. It doesn't matter if you feel 30 kids. Only 11 kids play on the field. You can develop your kids year-round. Coaches are lazy. Guys don't want to do anything in the summer. Your kids are going to other places to train because teams don't want to do anything in the summer. Teams don't want to do anything in the spring. Teams don't want to do anything in the winter. Coaches want to blame, point fingers at everybody else. But how much work are you really putting in? You know what I'm saying? I'm working. I'm We're year-round. Like I said, we run this like a college program. We are year-round, point-blank period, doing something. You know what I'm saying? Keeping us ready. And I'm not talking about football activity. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to play football year-round to still have a team, to still hold a team. You know what I'm saying? So... Yeah, man. I just think that are listening, you know we need like, to get better. We need to stop complaining, and we need to get right. Nah, that's a fact. For the people that are listening said, outside what? of Rhode Island, like you're not explain to them where is your team located. Are you a you know you're not in the suburbs and stuff. So it's important for you to tell your kids you need to play the best. You need to be the best. Mike yo, Mikey. In. Yo, 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 you back? Hello? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I don't know much. Well, I had a comment. Even when I am not coaching, I am going to clinics and learning. Shout out Jason. That's a fact. Um, I said earlier before we had some some sound issues. Um, you're an inner city school, and it's and it's how important is it to always strive for the best with all your kids? Um, can we can we talk about that? Yeah, man, it's very important. People don't understand, like, our kids go to go through a multitude of issues. Like, people wouldn't even, couldn't even grasp what my kids see on the daily. You know what I'm saying? Just from walking to school, in school, around school. Like, so these kids face adversity every single day of their lives. I got young black and brown kids on my team who, who live in a world who that, don't really love them back. And these kids absolutely need a challenge in their life. Um, if they're going to lose, they're going to face that adversity and climb through it. You know what I'm saying? That's what honestly makes these kids men at the end of the day, going through adversity, going through a challenge, you know, and I don't, I don't want a, a second tier trophy for my kids. I don't want an excuse. I don't want people telling my kids because this has happened plenty of times that, we're not really champs, and it ain't real. And, oh, you guys got to beat Hendrickson. You guys didn't beat Hendrickson. I don't want to hear that shit. You know what I'm saying? Those kids, there's there's no difference. And you know what I'm saying? You've seen the football game last year. You know what I'm saying? And, and that was in a turnaround spring season. You know what I'm saying? We got eight months under our belt of an off season, of lifting, of preparing. You know what I'm saying? Let's see how we look this year. When we talk about preparation and you talk about being ready, you know, let's see how we look this year. Let's see how the Knights come through this year. So I'm, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm really excited for the challenge for my kids. My kids know what they want. They know what the expectation is. I have nothing but trained soldiers to go. 
Um, there's no, there's no random kids on my team. I got maybe 45 trained kids to go right now. And man, man, I'm again, my, my kids are ready. I I'm preparing them and yeah, man, we're ready to take this challenge, man. For real. I'm super when you, when you start, you know, like I'm excited. I always used to love the back in the day, central nights football. I think we talked about it before. Um, you seem like you're ready to go. Um, so what was to talk about just to back up a little bit with this were you opting in? Why didn't anyone else opt in? And why didn't any of these other teams in Division One opt up to play in Division One to try to save Division One? Um I think I think man, I think again it just comes from being too passive, you know what I'm saying? Just with the whole football deal and just kind of letting things flow and you know, oh, we're going to be real. We're going to be okay next year. We're going to be light next year. And, you know, we're not really going to be good next year. I think, you know, a lot of um, coaches kind of just settled to that. And, you know, they just like, I think, again, Hendrick and LaSalle being the top schools is just the easy scapegoat. You know what I'm saying? To to not, you know, push your kids. And, again, there is the, the want to compete for a championship. You know what I'm saying? And, again, I I have a different mentality from a lot of people. So it's sometimes it's very hard for other people to comprehend like, Oh my gosh, like, you know, how could you think that about everybody else? But just from a competition standpoint, man, it should just be something that, you know, you should want to get. And like, you know, if I'm, I'm happy we won a division one title, you know what I'm saying? And that's something that I'm always going to be grateful for. Um, and you know, it was our first major championship in 30 years. Um, but, like, you know, I want the big one, man. Like, you know, it's, it's not even it's not even really real, you know what I'm saying, until I get the big one, until we beat them, until we, like, you know, really become number one. So it was kind of just that that chase and that hunger. And, again, it could you could see it as me being young. But as a coach, I think we should just all strive, again, to beat these private schools because they're in our league. They're not going anywhere. It is what it is. It's already been established. So, like, yo, let's do better. How are you going to do better? You know what I'm saying? Who are you going to hire? You know, go hire a strength coach. How about that? And go let him work out your team for three months. You know what I'm saying? And 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 start thinking of different ways, hiring more coaches, trying to get more volunteers, trying to get, you know, your old kids to come on staff to do something extra. You know, it's just trying to think out the box to beat these dudes. But just sitting down and complaining and just being passive isn't really the wave. And I kind of think that that's, that's why teams didn't opt up because it's just it's the safe thing to do you know, to go, you know, play the other public schools, you know, when. Going right. It, this has been going on for, for as long as people can remember in the interscholastic league. Um, they're not going anywhere and the league's never going to force them to, to leave. So we know that. So you're right. You might as well play them now, opt up and stay in, stay in D1, play the damn games. You're playing these teams anyway. Um, right. You know, from what I understand, like week one's probably going to be loaded with a lot of crossover games. But um, yeah, I don't know. Shout out to Central and all the inner city schools um that are doing it, especially the inner city schools. Um, shout out to you, Coach. And um, hey, I guess if people want to say it's it's Central's fault, I guess Central's going to wear that tag. Um, I don't think so. And I don't think other coaches think so. I think everybody would have did what was best for their program. And um, I think you made the right de decision at the end of the day. Right. You want to beat the best. 
you want to beat the best. And of course, you want to be Hendrickin. You want to beat LaSalle. And that's the attitude you should have. Absolutely, man. It's a mentality, you know, and your kids are going to carry it. And, you know, that's why people say, like, we're so tough. And, you know, and I, I really, truly believe that a football team takes on the attitude of their head coach. So, with you know, with, with me being like this, it's, 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 it's fitting for my kids. You know, my kids understand the challenge. My kids understand what's at stake. My kids understand the city. My kids understand the history that needs to be made. My kids understand... You know what I'm saying? What is going on? You know, because I make them very aware of what's going on, the challenges we face, the challenges we face in this world. And the challenge it is to beat those guys. You know what I'm saying? And that's it's inevitable that it's going to happen. And, you know, that's just a reward that's 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 going to be that I can't even I can't even describe already. You know what I'm saying? So I, I just look forward to just being there, being present in that moment and, and kind of having my kids there with me, man, to, to make history and pursue history right. and keep so pursuing history. You're passionate, and um, your kids, you know, even from talking to them, they really believe in what you're telling them. And uh, when you get a kid to believe what his coaches tell, like really, really believe it, you know, like. Right. And I think that some of your kids do that. Um, You're going to go far. Right, man. Thank you, man. I yeah, appreciate it. Kind of go far, but um, before I let you go, let me see. Attitude reflects leadership. This is great conversation. Thanks again for this podcast. No problem, man. Jason Payne and listen, coach. And I um, let me get that back up here. Hey, May 29th, you are welcome to bring the kids up to Lincoln Woods, man. They have a great, great cookout every year. Um, it's put on by by um a movement from Rhode Island called Fed Hill, um, Japan. Trigger trends that they, they've been wrapping around Providence for like 25 years. The um, rough riders are going to come down. The low lifes are going to come down. There's never been an argument. It's all family, cotton candy, popcorn, bounce houses, Bob's DJs. Um, May 29th, Lincoln Woods. Everybody's invited. They want to make it a Rhode Island thing. They've been doing this for 16 years, man. It started in the backyard in South Providence. So, right up. Everyone's invited. Bring the kids. Rhode Island, show up. Um, that was the invite from Fed Hill themselves. <laughs> but um, Coach Washington, thank you. Good luck. I can't wait to uh, to see that yellow and black on the football field. Um, and I'll definitely be looking for things that you have cooking up. And good luck, breakthrough. Absolutely, man. Appreciate you, Mikey, man. Uh, love your platform. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, you know, as coaches, you know, we need a voice too at the end of the day. So, you know what I'm saying? Stay solid, man. Appreciate you. You already know that it means a lot coming from you, Coach Washington. And I'll talk to you later on. Good luck. All right, no doubt. Coach Mikey Washington at Central. Well, he basically came out and said his piece. You know, um, a lot of people, you know, the finger is being pointed at Coach Washington. Um for this four-team alignment that Coach Washington could have changed it. Um, and that's kind of horrible that you would even point the finger at somebody that just wants to play Hendrickson. I want to play the best. What is wrong with that? But again, everybody's invited to the Fed Hill Cookout, May 29th, the best dish contest. Winner takes home 100 bucks, And if you go to the cookout page, you can win a limo ride to and from Courtesy of Potty Rock Limo DJ Services. 
They're going to have the foam machines going to be up there. The DJs are going to be up there. New England's premier DJs. Bob is up there for the kids. Cotton candy, popcorn. Everybody's invited. May 29th. Lincoln Woods. Shout out Fed Hill. Everything they have going on. Trigger Trends, Japan, Pone, and the whole Fed Hill movement. But what do you think about what Coach Washington had to say? He basically said his piece, and um, he's got every right to feel that way. But shout out to all the travel leagues that have stuff going on, especially the ones that are leaving this weekend to go out of town. And big shout out to Coach Pennington. He was able to raise enough money to get 100 books of True to Smoker to bring up to Rhode Island's ACI. That is, that's awesome. Um, if there's any other local writers that have books you know maybe we can get some of of your work up to the to the inmates up at the aci and maybe try to change what they have going on but the alignment shit i'm gonna admit it the alignment's horrible um but i'm gonna let everybody go late late night but shout out coach washington for coming and uh basically talking his truth Thanks, your boy Mikey. Can we keep it real podcast? What is going on, everybody? Real quick, you know, want to thank the people that make this possible, man. Big shout out to Mark Wright, co-op banker, Coastal Homes, a presidential award winner. We got to support the people that support youth sports. Big shout out to Voice Sports. Definitely check out what Voice Sports has going on. The Voice Sports Reporter Show was definitely lit this week. Big shout out to Rally Point. The only way to stand is together. And don't forget, check out what Voice Sports has going on with the unfinished 